welcome back to Easy Money Fantasy, your boy Romeo, and your boy Slum. And we're coming at you with another episode of trades and deadline stuff. And today we're going to talk about all the trades that went through in um, before the free agency and during the free agency. And we're going to talk about the Drew trade first. So what do you think about the Drew Holiday trade, Slum? Yeah, so the Drew Holiday trade, he got moved to uh, Milwaukee. And I think right now Milwaukee's trying to just build around Giannis and get him to stay, even though it's not guaranteed. For Drew Holiday, I think his value at Milwaukee, he's he's better than Bledsoe for sure. So I think the team overall improved. Yeah, he jumped Value-wise, I think he probably stayed the same. I don't see a huge... Like, I don't see him going up or down in his draft stock. I believe he's still probably like a third rounder. And the third, maybe. Fourth-ish. Um, he'll still get you points. He should still get assists. And the, the steals will always be there. Uh, good field goal percentage. Uh, yeah, I honestly don't think this trade hurt him or made him better fantasy-wise. He does have a bit more... I'm going to guess he has less touches, but he'll still be efficient, so... How about Bledsoe? Who Bledsoe? Him going fantasy to... wise. Ah, uh, New Orleans. I, honest, it's hard to say because I think Lonzo Ball is gonna be the main guy there. I feel like Eric Bledsoe is gonna be not fancy, not that great this year. I think his, his stock goes down. Okay, it's gonna be him and Lonzo sharing it. What What, what do you think? I think Drew takes a slight hit going to Milwaukee. I think he will definitely take a smaller role uh, just based, just because Giannis is there in Middleton, and I think they take a lot of touches away from him. I think his efficiency might go up slightly, and which was already pretty good. So if you want, like, if you're building an efficiency team, Drew is someone that you definitely want to like target for sure. But I do think overall he takes like a slight hit uh, on the overall like point side of it. So I guess you know what, like just his general like stock, it it I think you're right. It does balance out just because like his efficiency will go up, but his other numbers might come down as like assists and points and probably rebounds for sure will come down. Um, for Bledsoe. I, it's hard to say what's going to happen because I, I don't think Bledsoe's staying there. And I hope he doesn't because I, I was really eager to draft Lonzo Ball. I feel like Lonzo Ball is going to have a big year this year. But if Bledsoe stays there, it's going to hurt him a lot. So not only am I, am I, am I hoping Bledsoe gets traded, I, I do think like he doesn't have a fit on that team. It makes no sense at all. He's like... He's like a thir- almost 30 years old. He's like a veteran. And he's not really one of those veterans that will guide a team to a victory. And it makes no sense to keep on this team of young guys. So hopefully he gets moved. And we can all draft Lonzo Ball at like a lower tier um, draft spot. And But yeah, I don't know what the... Take from like Bledsoe. I I really don't know where to draft him. He's really confused. It's he's a question mark to me so far. So I'm, yeah, oh, it's so hard. 
Oh, so where would you draft Drew Holiday? Which round? Drew Holiday is like a fourth round guy, maybe like like early fourth, maybe like late third for me. So close. That's exactly where it I really, had him. So that's yeah. Good. It it depends. Yeah, I I realized afterwards like we're gonna probably like put him in the same spot just for a different reason, right? I mean, if you yeah. have an efficiency team, then you draft him. If not, I don't know. If you're like punting free throws, I wouldn't take him. If you're punting field goals, I wouldn't take him. But mm-hmm. it's hard. And, and it's funny how you said Lonzo Ball was gonna have a breakout year because that's one of my sleepers. I was gonna bring up <laughs> in one of my upcoming <laughs> podcasts. I was gonna say, you know, Lonzo's gonna have a really big year. And you're right with Bledsoe, like 100%. I think you're on the money here. Like, Bledsoe's definitely not a good fit. He doesn't belong here. He needs to be traded. Yeah, I was excited for him but until Bledsoe went there. And then it kind of took a lot of uh, the wind out of my sails. But, yeah. But yeah, yeah hope he gets traded. I think he will. He doesn't, he just doesn't fit, right? It doesn't make any sense. Because Bledsoe, Bledsoe's not, Bledsoe's not going to be a fucking backup point guard. He's not that guy. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a timeshare for sure. If he stays on the team, it's gonna be like a fifty fifty. Or they put him as a shooting guard. He's not I don't know. He's not like a shooting guard kind of guy. He's not, but they go small. Lonzo Ball is so like ball dominant and Bledsoe is like he, I wouldn't say he's like ball dominant, but he does like the ball in his hand a, a decent bit. More than Lonzo yeah. is gonna give him. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, and I think, I think if they do that with Lonzo at the point guard and uh, Eric Bledsoe at the shooting guard, they're definitely like just trying to squeeze two pieces in. Yeah, right. It, honestly, it's it's an experiment. It may work out. It may benefit them both. Maybe we realize that you know Eric Bledsoe shouldn't really have Bond in his hands as much. Um, yeah, I hope they move him. I really hope they move Bledsoe. Yeah, it's weird that they used to. It's funny because they used to call. Uh, Bledsoe, the mini LeBron. Yes, and I I used to see it, but he's fallen off. He's because I don't know. He's not that player anymore. He's had too many knee surgeries. It's like three or four knee surgeries now. It's like every other year he has knee surgeries. Yeah, he he falls off, and then in the playoffs he gets even worse. Yeah, he choked. Ah, he can't handle it. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing. It's not for everybody, right? Like, when playoffs come around. Yeah, just ask Paul George about it. Yeah, exactly. They focus on your mistakes, and it takes, like, a different kind of mindset to, like, really get through that kind of stuff, for sure. Yeah, so the, the lights and the pressure, I'm sure, gets just a lot of players. Yeah, because regular season, like, guys just come into game. Like, every two two days, like, you have a different team. When it comes to playoffs, you're facing the same team for seven straight days. People are studying you for, like, all your stuff that you've been doing for the whole year and they're going to break that apart and you have to come through with new things to do and yeah it's not for everyone it's like chess at that point yeah no for sure for sure thank god we don't have uh like fantasy playoffs in the playoffs because i think that would change a lot of value for players it'd be hilarious to see actually (laughs) it would be (laughs) for sure but uh thankfully we're just doing regular season just uh, just a quick side thing. Well, so you know how they got Drew Holiday on Milwaukee? It would be the funniest thing if if Giannis ends up not signing with them, leaving them <laughs> even after this yeah. trade. 
Yeah. They <laughs> got Drew. I think they they trade for someone else too. They tried to get Bogdan. Oh, they tried to get They they botched that whole trade. So I don't know. That might that I think every team when they saw that trade early, they're like, we're snitching on Milwaukee just because everyone wants Giannis. And I don't know if you <laughs> saw like uh, L.A. Lakers. <laughs> They have both of his brothers now. They signed both of this guy's brothers on their team. <laughs> and they're definitely trying to recruit. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what else you take from that signing other than they're trying to get Giannis. <laughs> yeah. Well, we all know he's going to Toronto anyway, so we are Oh, going. obviously. Yeah, he's coming to the Raptors. Him and uh, Masai are best buddies. Masai started all of this for him, so he better come exactly. to Toronto. Exactly. Yeah, so uh, I think the next big name that was signed was uh, Dennis Schroeder to the Los Angeles Lakers. What were your thoughts on that? Uh, Dennis Schroeder. I think it's a good signing for Lakers for sure. I think... <laughs> Ooh, so they lost Rondo. Uh, they yep. lost Danny Green. Uh, Dennis Schroeder is a bit of both. I mean, he definitely doesn't have the the vision and the basketball IQ as Rondo, for sure. But he has a bit more shooting, for sure. So I think he's a he's a pretty good piece. I mean, he can play off the ball a, a bit, and he can play the backup quarterbacks or well, point guard. Sorry, too much fantasy basketball or football. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's a good fit. He's definitely a good player there. And for his contract, like that's solid. That's a solid signing. Fantasy wise, I think he takes a hit for sure. How do you? Maybe like the end of the draft, like tenth round, eleventh round. I'd take him. I'm not super high on him being there, unless LeBron goes down. So, yeah. What do you think on him? I, I think I think you got most of the points. I think him being on the Lakers, he's kind of – he's like a Rondo with more firepower but less IQ, which is good for the regular season because he'll play all the games, he'll get you buckets. But I think in the playoffs, they'll definitely feel the pain of losing Rondo just because his leadership sure. and his IQ. Um, for sure, for sure. But yeah, this this shooter's not a bad player. I think on this team, actually, I'm not as low on him as you are. I think he's around like seven, eight, to be honest, on this team. Just because mm-hmm. if he fills in that backup point guard role, which Rondo did, I think he can flourish. If he comes off the bench when LeBron sits, he can be. He'll have the ball in his hands, and I'm sure he'll close all games. I'm I. I don't see anyone starting or ending games over him, so I think his minutes will be solid. Yeah, and yeah, I definitely think his value is at seven eight. He still he'll still be very viable. He'll get you assists. Um, the the points will I think they'll be close to last year, maybe just a little dip. And yeah, if you need like a third string point guard, he's definitely not a bad choice. And like you said, if anything ever happens to LeBron, you know he's going to pop off because he's going to be the only point guard there. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might be a bit low on him on the tenth round, but yeah, I don't know. I, I've never had much faith in Dennis, to be honest. Like where yeah, he's been, same. and same here. But he always seems to prove me wrong. Yeah, I just feel like on the Lakers, it's it, it's even worse. So I, I, like I'm not trying to draft him at all. But if he's there in the tenth round, like that's I'll take him. But. Maybe I'm just compensating for the fact that he was like I slept on him for a couple of years. Maybe I'm just saying, yeah, because definitely he's not the years that we don't draft him high. It's kind of like he does have good games, but he also has really bad games. I find like he'll, yeah, he's one of those guys that will end up on the waiver wire at least once in a season, and then someone <laughs> will roster him for the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah, he's the one of the guys that gets dropped and then someone picks up. Yeah, you're absolutely right on that. <laughs> He has like a he has a string of like five bet or six bad games, and then they're like, yeah, they give up on him. It's kind of like Derek Favors too. Like someone always gives up on Derek Favors, and then someone picks him up for the rest of the year. It's like very yeah. similar. Yeah, I think that's exactly what's gonna. I think this year there's a chance you'll see that he'll be rostered for the whole season. I think this is the first year I'm gonna think he's not on the waiver wire. <laughs> I'm gonna give it to him this year. So that's kind of why on waivers, eh? Yeah, That's I fair. Like him as a backup. I see his role pretty good behind LeBron, and he'll close all games. So yeah, that's why I feel pretty safe drafting in the tenth round. Like I, I don't think. I mean, he's definitely going to hurt you in uh, field goal usually and turnovers, but other than that, he's like decent across the board. And uh, in concerns like steals, like obviously blocks, you're not expecting much from a point guard, but assists, he gives you. Probably a bit above average. Rebounds are a bit under. And then points. Uh, late. You know what? If you're, if you're desperate for points in the later rounds, like that's someone I'd probably target, actually. That's exactly what I was going to say. I think if you yeah. if you realize that you're missing a point guard in the later rounds, you're like, crap, I really need one. I would, I would reach for him at 7 or 8. Yeah, for sure. I would definitely reach for him. But, hmm. But yeah, he's not someone that I'm targeting unless I'm desperate for what he gives. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, so yeah, coming around to CP3, what do you think about CP3? Who is CP3 to the Phoenix Suns? I think they gave up quite a bit for him, but I think uh, CP3 will... Every year I say he's on a dip, he just stays kind of stagnant. So I'm going to say he stays at the same level. I know. Oh, my God, I know. He's been doing the same thing. Yeah, every year I think, oh, this got to be the year where he just, like, falls off and he's going to be, like, droppable. But nope, proves me wrong. Comes up with, like, yeah. 18 points and, like, 8 assists a game. So I'm going to say he stays exactly where he was. He's, he's going to be, like, the floor general. Um, he's going to lead the Phoenix Suns into the playoffs this season. And <laughs> that's I ballsy, would, bro. That's he, super he ballsy. I like it. Remember that he's gonna lead this Phoenix Suns team into the playoffs. He's gonna be uh, a fourth rounder, a, a solid fourth rounder, someone that you you can rely on. But the only thing is, obviously, with him is the injuries. That's the only thing you gotta worry about. If he's injured, you're screwed. But if he plays, he'll be good. I agree. I'm gonna say. I wouldn't draft him in the fourth round just because I think he will get injured. I think he's going to, you know, I'll, I'll call it right now. I'm going to say he's like going to strain 
not strain. He's going to do something to his calf or quad. Okay, how many missed games? About, I'm going to say about 20 games in. He's going to pull a muscle, and we're not going to see him for all, at least like 20 to 30 games. He's going to miss 20 to 30 games, middle of the season. We're not going to see him. Ooh, that's a. The man, the, the man is 36 years old. <laughs> I don't know. For for a fantasy team, it's not someone I'm investing my fourth round pick into. I'll be honest. like, because the most you're getting out of him is is second to third round value just because of his assist. And I don't even trust him to bring you seventh round value by the end of the year. Like oh. I, he's not. I I'm not touching CP3. I'll say that right now. Like. So you're you're gonna avoid him, yeah, for sure. Phoenix Suns, like I, I like the fit. I feel like he's gonna bring a lot to that team, and maybe he'll be back. He's definitely gonna be like aiming to be able to play in the playoffs. So if there's any kind of minor concerns as well, he's gonna be skipping regular season games, especially if. And I think they will be in a decent position to hit playoffs this year. Aiden, a full year of Aiden, uh, Booker at the level he hopefully he continues what he was doing in the bubble. I I just think they have like a a pretty solid team right now to hopefully hit that like sixth um, playoff spot. I don't know. I got to look at it at uh, the teams overall, but I think they can hit that sixth, seventh spot and. I think CP3 sits a lot of games during the regular season. For fantasy, I, I like I'm avoiding that guy. I would not t- like let someone else draft him early on. That's my advice. I do not trust his injury history. I feel like he's going to be sitting a lot of games or just not playing a lot of time. And I said this last year as well, and I was completely wrong. But I'm taking that same that same stance again this year. The guy is 36. Going on 37, I don't think he holds it together. All right, listen, listen. You can't go into it and say, I'm taking the same stance, but I was completely wrong last season. There, there, has, to, there <laughs> has to be, a, has to be like a minimum round, go at least. Like, you're telling me if you see him at the, at like the eighth round, you're going to leave him there? You're going to say, oh, it's only no, someone no. else's problem? No, no, okay. I'll take him there. Like, even if I see him in like the sixth or seventh round, I will definitely be tempted. Like, I'll probably take him late sixth, early seventh. Ooh, that's a. I would avoid drafting him in there. Like, in if you if you're in a league, and most likely you'll see him go a lot earlier than that, because just his name value and everything, and what he did last year. I, I feel like most people are gonna be drafting him in the fourth round, fifth round, sixth round. Even I would not take him in any of those rounds. If you can get him late, like maybe like 7th, 8th, ninth round, then I definitely would take him and just take a shot on him. But I just don't believe in his injury history. All right, honestly, you almost, almost sold me to drop him down a, a round and say 5th. Like you almost sold me on it until the end where you said, oh, but I was completely wrong last season. So I'm going to just stick, <laughs> I'm gonna stick with my guns. I'm going to think he's going to produce you 4th round value. He'll be injured. <laughs> For less than ten games is my 
thought, and they're gonna he's gonna march them into the playoffs. And you can book it. That's fair. Yeah, stick to it. We'll see who's wrong by the end of the year. Like we'll go back over it again. Like like we're gonna do this year on For last sure. year's draft. For sure. Because like last year's draft we had the same thing. And I do have the top our top thirteen picks what? and I'll tell no, who is wrong and who's wrong right no, about no, a lot no. of things. So we both had like some pretty accurate like statements and we also had a lot of very inaccurate <laughs> when it comes down to like Embiid and stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll take a look. We'll keep notes. But yeah. Um, yeah. yeah with, with Chris Paul coming to the Suns, I'm, uh, I'm very saddened to have to say Kelly Uri got moved. Uh, I was really hoping he would stay here for this run, but my mm-hmm. boy Kelly got moved to... Uh, well, he got moved to OKC at first, and I was like, okay, that's it. That's it. My, my guy's not going to make the playoffs, but he just went to the Golden State Warriors. Um, Clay Thompson is out for the season with his unfortunate Achilles injury. So where do you see Kelly Oubre's value? <laughs> um, so going back to last year's draft, um, I have to say you're pretty accurate on Oubre's um, value. You're pretty high on him, and I was Ooh. I did not value him at all. So and, this yeah, year what, what I definitely have a bigger eye on him, especially after his performance last year, and especially after uh, a big thing he got moved. Didn't he get moved last year? I think he got traded to the Suns the first year of the Suns last year. I believe. Yeah, and that helped his value out a lot. So that definitely helped out your case on being so high on your boy Ubre. <laughs> yeah. But this year I am pretty I mean, so they went they lost Clay. Yeah. And I feel like there's definitely a, a missing spot there. They got Wiggins, obviously, on the Yeah. So they got a lot they got a lot of wings. But I, I definitely like I like Ubre a lot there. I think he um their system, he's gonna I mean he's it's gonna take a bit of time to, for him to learn their whole passing system because he's never been used to like anything like that. If you look at the teams he's been on, like you look at Phoenix, like come on. Like they don't have a system anywhere close to like that playmaking system that they have in like uh New Orleans. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to watch him try and adjust to that. But I think he could definitely benefit. And I am very high. Like I would take him pretty early. Like I'd almost be aiming for him in the fifth, maybe even sixth round. Like if he's there, and he fits my team, and he fits almost any team because he's pretty all around. I'd probably be taking him. Like I'm pretty yeah. happy about his landing spot. How about you? Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat. Um, definitely with Clay. If Clay was playing, I'd be a little bit lower on him, just because of like you said, they have lots of wings. Um, well, not lots of wings, but they have Clay, Wiggins, and Ubre. But with Clay going down, I think his stock definitely rises. Uh, I think with Draymond and Steph Curry still there, they're gonna pass to him, so he's gonna get, you know, open looks, and. He's good at defense, so he'll definitely get the minutes. And yeah, I, I honestly think he's a solid fifth rounder. That's where I would value him. His 
Like I would draft him the fifth round with confidence. How do you feel about Draymond? How do you Draymond? how do you feel about Draymond Green this year? Do you think he's making a comeback or, and especially with Ubre coming into town? Like, well, do you yes, think the mesh? I think Draymond Green will make a comeback. He won't be a third rounder, but I think around the fifth round is where I would take him, just because of what happened last season. But because when when there was no one to pass to, he was kind of not good. You know, you would think that he was never a good offensive player, so it's not like he can create his own shot. So without Curry and Clay opening things up for him, he really, really struggled. But at least with uh, Steph coming back this season, and, you know, he they got Wiggins, they got uh, Kelly Oubre. Now that he's not, like, honed in on, on offense, I feel like he has a yeah. chance to kind of come back. That's a really good read on him. He did fall apart when he had known the past too. Yeah, he's he's a he's I feel like he's a guy that has to fit into a team. He can't just you can't just drop him on any team. Like don't get me <laughs> wrong, defensively he's there. Defensively he'll still play defense. But he his offense completely falls off when there's no one better than him on offense there, you know? Like Yeah, it's just this kinda like took it's almost like him just passing to that three point line and how good Steph Curry and Clay Thomas were on the three point line, like enhanced exactly. how his assists were. Yeah, and then think about like when they were both healthy, p- players would sag off Draymond Green's help with Steph and Clay, right? Because they're so deadly on three point line. So yeah, he was probably he's getting wide open looks every single game. So then you know he was hitting threes, getting oh like my God. thirteen points, and you're like, yeah, damn, he's so him, good. Yeah, it really made him like those two. Now that you mentioned that, like, it made them look amazing. Yeah, and then all of a sudden like, when they're both down, people are like, all right, we got to lock up Draymond Green. He's the only, like, he's like the facilitator, right? He's, he's correct, like the, should yeah. be the man. Yeah. And, and he got exposed, right? He, he can't score. Like, he really can't do yeah. anything. He can't. Like, not to take away from him, he, like, does what he does, like, really well. He's, like, that um, Swiss Army knife kind of player, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for but, sure, but... But but his assist you're drops. Absolutely, you're badly. absolutely you're absolutely right. Like his stats are like solely dependent on how good Clay and Steph are. Like if 100%. the fact that he can just like dish the ball to them and they'll hit a three. Exactly. Like just the like fact as well. They, like they're sagging off of him to like cover Steph and and Clay. Like it's two players that they have to like, really focus on defense on and all of a sudden that opens up the floor so much just for him to pass to the center or get his own points so you're absolutely exactly right. like it, it makes him like so it, it enhances his stats a lot and i saw it last year because i drafted yeah. him yeah <laughs> so unfortunately yeah, yeah unfortunately like, <laughs> like like he'll still pass even with all Stephen Clay. Just those guys he's passing to aren't making shots, right? They're not Stephen Clay. That's the problem. They're giving he's giving it to guys like uh what um who, who's on that team? Some, some uh, Jordan Poole. Who, who, like, I can't even name another guy on that team. Trey Burke. Like what the heck? These are some guys that can't even make shots, and then mm-hmm. he's getting honed in on. So like, yeah. But yeah, I think with Kelly there, with Andre Wiggins, not Andre, but Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely. No, that, help, that helps he'll, a lot. He'll, yeah, I, I think I would draft just because he fell off so badly. I'm scared to get him too early. So like fifth is where I would safely pick him up and be like, look, you know what? If he screws up, 
fine. But if he does really well, he should That's be back smart. like third round ish. Yeah. That's smart. Like, how do you feel about Wiggins, too, though? Wiggins is a tough one. Wiggins played lights out, I think, near the end. He was scoring. He was defending. He was, like, honest. I would say he's one of the most improved fantasy players from the year before that. Like, he yeah, went I'm from just... high on, I'm, I'm high on him as, this year as well. Oh, I don't know. I didn't say high. I just said he improved. Um, I, I'm high on him considering his draft value to me concern points he's not only bucket he'll get you other stats um uh, uh, i'm gonna say sixth round and hopefully draymond there and kelly helping him i'm sh- i think six is pretty safe i would be happy yeah, with it much better fit yeah yeah should be interesting um okay uh which brings us to our last trade is which that Al Horford and Seth Curry trade. Like, how do you feel about yeah. that whole trade? Like, everyone no, no, involved no. in that. It, it was, uh, I think it was Al Horford to, um, where did he go? He went to OKC. And yeah, all it was Josh three-way. Richardson. Josh Richardson got traded to uh, Dallas for Seth Curry. Oh, right, right. So, I think, okay, I'm just going to focus on the Philly side. So, last episode, I had that... Remember I told you that I think Harden... I don't know if I told you last episode, actually. So, I think Harden is going to Philly. By yeah, the you end. still think that, eh? Yeah, before the season starts. Um, and this is the reason why. It's basically they offloaded a, these that's massive big, contracts. That's a big idea, my guy. <laughs> well, think about it. They offloaded Al Horford. They gave away Josh Richardson. Now, yeah. their books are pretty clear. And it's looking like, you know, Daryl Morey's there. He's trying to bring sure something in, right? Yeah, he's telling Mass is going to happen. There's no way that this... Well, Alhofer was on a pretty shit contract. Like, he didn't fit with Embiid at all, and he was on a shit contract for what he was doing. Mm-hmm. So that's fine. Like, that, that's understandable. Um, I think trade-wise, Alhofer going to uh, OKC. Honestly, I think it revives his career. I think he's a... I think he's, like, a solid... Fifth rounder, fifth, sixth rounder, probably late fifth, <laughs> early sixth. Like, That's I think he answered um, right. Even Adams is gone. He's not in OKC anymore. So, it's Al just going to be over for. Is a fifth or sixth pick, you're saying? Fifth, late fifth, early sixth. I, I kind of agree. It's risky, though. It is because of what you saw, right, in Philly. Mm-hmm. But he's the man in OKC. That's it's fair though. No Steven Adams, not nothing to be scared of. No CP3. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the rest of that uh stuff? So Al Horford, you, you put him in sixth round. You think he's gonna be like like the same player he's always been like assist he's like a big that can give you assists, rebounds, points. Yeah, he'll honestly be like a fourteen. Half point. a block, half a yeah. steal kind of guy. Seven mm-hmm. like seven rebounds, five assists, and half a steal, half a block type of guy for sure. Uh, efficiency too, right? Good free throw shooter, good field goal percentage. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. I, I like think he fit. He definitely fits certain teams for sure. Yeah. Assuming that when he was in Philly, he didn't fall off because he just sucked. That that's kind of why I'm a little bit afraid because you just sometimes you can't tell. Like, did he really just not fit with MBU or did he just suck? You know? Yeah, especially at his age, right? 
Exactly, with his age. That's kind of why I'm reluctant. He's, I was... he's at that age where he, like, could fall off, but it's hard exactly. to say because we, we thought the same thing about CP3. But... Yeah, yeah, I don't know, six rounds, the highest. Um, but for the other guys, mm-hmm. I think Josh Richardson to Dallas. I think Dallas is trying to win championships, so that was a good move for them. Uh, yeah. Getting Josh Richardson, because they, they pretty much gave up defense. I mean, they gave up shooting threes for defense. Because Steph Curry is a better shooter than Josh Richardson, but Josh Richardson's the better defender. Um, yeah. So they got a good defender who can help Luca out. He can still shoot threes at a decent clip. So I think it was a good trade. Um, Josh Richardson on Dallas, I think he's his value would be like I think I want to say seventh, seventh rounder, seventh eighth. It's okay. He'll be kind of where he was last season. He's going to be like third, fourth option on the team. Uh, he's just there for yeah. defense, and he'll have some games where he does well, and then most games will just be kind of average. So I wouldn't rely yeah. on him. Honestly, I would just kind of avoid him altogether because he's not going to be a boom player. He's not going to be a bust. But if he's the best player at that spot, I'm going to take him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so what, what do you think of those two guys? Uh, for me, Al Horford. I don't know. I I'm kind of on your side on the sixth round pick, to be honest. But I'm also like super against it. I like I'm on the fence really hard. Like for me, it's fifty fifty, just because I've been burned so badly by Al Horford before, and I'm trying yeah. to ignore. I'm really trying to ignore that right now. But <laughs> no, I feel you. It's it's, it's one of those picks, right, where you're looking at the screen so- and you're like. <laughs> You're like I don't I know you're not feeling right. You're like looking at the screen. There's his face and uh, his stats on the on, the, uh, uh, on your monitor, and then all of a sudden you see, you see the timer clicking down, and you're just like, <laughs> you know what? Here we go again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got a little PTSD, but <laughs> but yeah, like I'm not super against it. Like I look at it, I'm trying to look at it logically, and I think you're right. Like I I I see the stats coming out of him on OKC just looking at their team and I see it I see it like he, he can put up those numbers for sure and he might be like I I don't want to say sleeper <laughs> just because <laughs> it'd be like you might get a, a you might get a sixth round pick for a fifth round value you know what I mean but yeah yeah I do think yeah. like if you get him in sixth round that's like pretty good value mm-hmm. just because it's hard to find assists there, especially from a big man. Like, a, it's so hard to find that kind of stat from a big man at that Sorry. at that point. So I see that for <laughs> sure. Mm. And like, that's just like I could see that. Like, it depends on your build, obviously, too. But those assists yeah. will help you a lot. Yeah, from a big man perspective, if you're if you need assists. And you need a little bit of an edge over, let's say, you're like a, a top four guy in assists in your league. And obviously, you're trying to build against everyone in your league. That's the main point is to beat people in your league. Al Horford it might be the guy that pushes you over the, those other teams. So yeah. at that point, yeah, a six-round value, like that's exactly what you want from a center at that point. Because all of a sudden... You beat all of a sudden you're ahead of those guys for one point, and you're going to beat everyone else in the league for assists. But oh, yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. That's a fair analysis. Um, I completely agree. Yeah, I don't I don't hate the pick. I do yeah. like it as six round. It really depends on your team fit, but Yeah, he's I think he's gonna be a comeback here for sure. Yeah. For sure. I like it. I like I like it. Six rounds so, is pretty good. Uh for the Seth side and I don't like how Dallas gave him up because I think he's like a really good three point shooter. Um mm-hmm. Richardson, I think he takes I don't know. I, I, I was gonna say he takes a hit there, but I don't know if he does because like his main parts so for fantasy wise, like his his main contributions is from the defensive point of view. Like it's it's blocks and seals. That's his thing. Like from the the shooting guard um small forward, like that's where it would come from. And you don't expect those kind of defensive stats from that uh, p- position. So fantasy wise, like I'm not terribly against him, but I definitely am not aiming to draft him. Oh, it's so hard yeah, to say where to draft him. He's very confusing. Like I really got to go over and like really position him. Sorry, what are you gonna you, say? Sorry, no, I'm just. I was just like. I think I agree with. I, I feel what you're saying. He's kind of one of those guys that like, he has to kind of fit your team. Like you need to be looking for those exact stats. If you're, if you're not looking for, because I think in the league he's basically a three and D player. Some nights he'll explode. Some most nights he won't. So you're, if you're looking for like threes and some defensive stats and like you know shaping up your team or to you know get you over that hump, like kind of like Al Horford, you would draft him in those later rounds just for those stats. And anything else he gives you is kind of like a bonus. You're just like, all right, you can get me 20 points tonight, and I thank you, but that's not what I drafted you for, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It just completely depends like, on what you're looking for. Yeah, if you're looking for defensive stats late, like he's definitely a guy that can stay on your team and give you that bonus of defensive yeah. stats. Like he'll chip in on the points and rebounds. But I really don't know what his role is going to... It's hard to say what his role is going to be in Dallas. Like, I think 3 and D. How do you see... Like, do you three think he's going to be a start, like a starter? Oh, he's definitely starting on that team, I think. Who, okay. who else is who else is, who else is even there? I think it's Luca at the point guard. They got Porzingis. And then <laughs> they have Tim Hardaway Jr., a shooting guard. You can slot Josh Richardson in as the small forward. And then... Do they have Max Kleber think- or something? I don't even know if they start uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., but maybe they will. This like I think I feel like Dallas is a much worse team than they were last year. Like looking at their roster, it's like uh, they took some hits. Let's, I don't know, man. No, no. I I think I think my starting lineup is exactly what who's gonna start. I think you're right that they. I mean, they, they lost, lost Seth Curry, which is huge. Like his, uh, Justin Jackson. Michael Kidd here's Courtney Lee and Delon Wright. Delon Wright was like pretty good for them as a backup. Yeah, but I think just looking at the team, there's literally no one better than Josh Richardson for a starter. I think they had Dorian Finney Smith start. For yeah, them. like he was a starter last season. So yeah, no way. Oh, I don't know, no man. Like they got, they got, they got Brunson. I don't know if you remember from last year. Like Brunson was pretty solid. Uh, JJ Bear is probably like a backup to Donch, like Donchus, straight up. I think Trey Burke. They're both, they're both backups. And then Dorian Finley Smith. 
obviously isn't better than Richardson. Yeah, the, the, the weakest yeah. spot right now is power forward, right? Like, Massey Kleber is your starter, but he's probably the weakest player on that starting lineup. So, yeah. So, yeah, he's probably a starter. Yeah, he's 3 and D. He's just there for defense. He'll eat some threes, but I think he's honestly so, the third option on that team. Yeah, so looking at that, like, I might move him up a bit. I'd probably put him in, like, the sixth round for me. Um... But it also depends when he's got. Oh, he's so hard to like put. I I'd say sixth round, like maybe late sixth, maybe even like mid sixth. Yeah, it's just like I said. It just depends what you need. If you're looking for three, yeah. and, three in defense, then then you take him. If you're and if he you're gets there blocks. For, that's it's what like, I mean. Like he's he's one of those. Yeah. He's like all the defensive stats plus threes. Yeah. Right? Then, oh yeah, you're right. Three and D. Yeah. Exactly three and deep, and and yeah, lots of teams. I think lots of teams don't. Oh, they they don't value it until it's too late. Though they won't realize it until like, oh crap, wait, I have like no defensive stats. Until like yeah. the later rounds, because most people like in your leagues will aim for points. Points, the flashy guys, right? Big name. Oh, you know, assists, those are good. But rebounds. yeah, Richardson is the kind of guy that wins you leagues, like just because. He gets you those two stats. He helps you in two stats that like, people aren't really paying attention to. Those stakes. Honestly, I love stake players. He's a stake player, mm-hmm. right? Him. He, um, he is the Covington. biggest. Covington. Covington. No, Covington. Our, 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 our lord. Our fucking lord. Our fucking lord and savior. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Vucevic is a stake. Well, he used to be. Uh, yeah, there's not a lot of stake guys, <laughs> and actually. I, it really isn't. That's why you, you, you got to value them. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the big guys like Anthony Davis. He's a mm-hmm. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about, like, these, some of these state guys will literally win you a league. Like, so, that year we had Covington. Literally. This guy will rack up the – he'll go, like, four games, complete <laughs> garbage, like, waiver wire, and you're just kind of like, oh, man, do I start him? The next game, this guy will pop off for, like, eight threes and, like, Five steals, five blocks, and you're like, what? Like, where did he come from? I know, I love it. Yeah, he'll just like kind of pop up at the most random times, and it's the funny thing is, it's always the times you need him. That's why he's our lord, right? He only shows up when you need him. When uh, you're winning the week, he's doo doo, and you're like, okay, well, I'm gonna drop this guy. But then, you know, when things look hopeless on that Sunday night, you're like, please, I need a miracle. You know, he, he always shows up every Sunday. Yeah, he's <laughs> like the, the lord. He's a, he is fucking lord and savior. <laughs> He's the guy. <laughs> I don't know. He's like the ultimate three and D guy for sure. Three block steal. Like you can always count on him for like averaging almost that every week. It's, yeah, it's he, so rare, especially for where you get too. him. Yeah, he's always he like somewhere. It you get him super low, and he's not going to provide much points or rebounds or assists. But the value he brings in the defensive categories, like, it's, I don't know, it, that's what ranks him so highly. You know what I mean? And most people don't really rank that stuff. That's why yeah. uh, Nerlene's Noel is always, like, ranked so highly. It's just because he's, like, a block and steal guy. Like, he literally gets 1.5, 1.5 on both, the, well, he used to. 
and Box and Seal are rated so much more highly because each category is only worth one point. It's one point. Mm-hmm. And when you rate that next to points, like guys are getting like 32 points, like points are so much more um, slideable, I guess. I don't know. Like They, they just look put... bigger. They look, they look inflated, right? You see like 30 points in one steal, but but then when you talk about it to your friends next day, you're not going to be like, oh, he got 30 points in one steal. It's always like, oh, he just dropped 30 on that guy. So people mm-hmm. kind of like, they, don't, they have it like the back of their mind, but they, not, they don't see the value in it. But they don't know yeah. that like, you getting like even 25 steals in a week is probably going to win you the week. You don't need like a massive 50 steal game. Or don't get like, yeah. yeah, like a guy getting five steals is the equivalent to a guy getting like 60 points. Maybe, <laughs> Pretty maybe much. more, maybe more. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Exactly. Would you say a steal is equal to ten points? I'd say it's almost equal to more. Like I haven't done the mm. the math on it, but yeah, I would say around ten. Like ten is probably like the the area I would say for sure. Mm-hmm. Close to ten, like maybe like even like nine or eight, right? Like let's say someone drops like yeah, no, I think I think your math is just about. I'm just trying to think like what the numbers would be like. Let's say ten points, one steal. Like if this one drops twenty five and two, you're like already super happy about it. Yeah, right. Because the two sure. steals are. Yeah, no, you're right. That's that's a good way of looking at it. Actually, we should uh, we should figure out the weightedness of it and then see how much yeah, one steal to, really like, is worth. It really is hard to like figure out balance it among the other stats. Like I don't know how you do it. I guess you like put the average and then see. That's, I don't know. Yeah, that's, I, don't know that's, <laughs> I think that's why like. Like like you said, right? Like even Drummond, he's not a state guy, right? He'll yeah. get you he, oh, he's and, ultimate. Yeah, eighteen, fifteen, two and two, like for real. <laughs> yeah, and that's why he's like drafted in the first round. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I think those are all yeah. the major trades that happened. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, we'll be back. I don't know what our next episode is going to be, but we will be coming at you guys with our top. I don't know. Maybe we'll try for like the top fifty, maybe top hundred. We'll see. Uh, last year we did our top 20, 24 and it seemed like that was pretty popular. Um, but yeah, we'll go against each other, and then we'll also be doing some mock drafts. Um, and we'll try random positions. We'll like randomly assort ourselves into different spots, so you guys can get an idea of where you want to draft guys at certain spots. So, yeah, uh, listen in on that, and we'll provide you with our insight of two fantasy champions. Yeah, but yeah. Our, our rankings weren't even bad last season, though, from what I've heard. And we'll review it. We'll probably mm-hmm. do like I think around a week get you guys we'll definitely talk about ready. our last season stuff yeah I, I gotta listen to it i'm gonna listen to it this week and or tomorrow and see i mean you, you you had some pretty good uh towns your your towns pick was like pretty on point and i think i convinced you to draft him higher than you should because you were really doubtful on him anyways we'll like <laughs> talk about that yeah, we'll see. in the episode but yeah 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 yeah, guys, tune in. Uh, we're on iTunes, Spotify, Twitter, uh, Instagram, everything. See you guys.